Episode 51 of the Filmiac Podcast. I'm John. I'm Kevin. I'm JR. And uh, today Jonathan's not with us because Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, so God forbid you should show up for the fucking podcast. Anyway, we're today we're going to talk about my pick, which is The Crossing Guard, uh, Sean Penn's 1995 uh, I don't know, drama? Drama? Yeah. Slash uh, semi thriller? I don't know. Uh, and we're also going to be talking about other stuff we watched. It's been a long time since we talked other stuff we watched, and we're going to talk about some trailers. Let's jump right into these trailers. Am I right? Are we excited about these trailers? They're looking all right, no? Yeah. Yeah? No? I don't know. All right, let's talk about The Mule. This is uh, the uh, new film from uh, Mr. Eastwood, who JR is just a huge fan of. He loved the Paris train movie and uh <laughs> american sniper and love it so much yeah american sniper takes place on a train no uh oh <laughs> so uh this is his new film about the true story of an uh old geezer who transports drugs for the cartels and uh he's coming out of retirement acting retirement for this mm. one first acting role in a lead since gran torino what do you guys think of the mule that has been a long time ago, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. This looks like his most interesting premise for a movie. Amen. Mm. I agree with that. A long time, but, you know, but I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I yeah. feel the exact same way. I'm just like, I look at him like, you know, this looks pretty good, but I've been fooled before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got Bradley Cooper in there, though. You Once know. again, <laughs> been, been fooled before. <laughs> uh, it's not a maybe not a selling point. See, this is why Jonathan needs to be here because he's our resident uh, Cooper hater. Is he? Yeah. Oh, he hates Cooper. Oh, okay. He hates his guts. Okay. It's the sole reason he doesn't like Silver Linings Playbook because he hates Bradley Cooper. Didn't he see? He didn't see Limitless. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, he's he's been bad and stuff. I like I I personally like him. I think he's uh decent and uh you know, he's yeah. pick his projects maybe a little bit better, but yeah. he doesn't really do anything in this trailer. He's is, silent the entire time pretty will much. Will anybody be talking about A Star is Born today? I will. Yes. Yeah. Since I watched it a month and a half ago or whatever. But <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, that's The Mule. Kevin, did you have something to add to this <laughs> conversation about The Mule? Not Excited really. or not? Eh, not really. All right. Sounds good. Uh, how about High Life? High Life is the new Claire Denis film starring Robert Pattinson. That looks interesting. Yeah? Yeah. Like, hopefully it'll be a good... I mean, I'll give credit where credit is due. Do on, it. On this trailer, they did not say it's the best sci-fi since blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, this is the international trailer, so wait for the American ah, right. one to come out, and it will it's say coming, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll definitely okay. say that. Right, yeah. But uh, getting, Best sci-fi def- since Annihilation. Or yeah. Definitely getting some uh, hints of Solaris in there, though, having just watched mm-hmm. Solaris. You yes, know, definitely. Uh, so, I don't know. Looks all right. And our Pat's just a god R-Pats, of acting. Juliet, I love him. Juliet Binoche. <laughs> I love this. You could see it at one point he's like smacking himself in the head. I don't even know what's going on there. I just I want yeah. to see that. I got to see it. Yeah, I love Denis. Denis, yeah. Denis brings the weird 
and the Great. Never seen anything Denis has done. God damn it. I know. I know the name, but yeah. Guys. I know. Kevin, it's not French New Wave. It's like, <laughs> it's just like modern. <laughs> that's, why, a, that's why your deep dive is ne- for next time. What's a good place wink, to wink. start for Denis? JR? Um, I mean, Beau Treville. Beau Treville? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Beau Treville? Okay. Like good saying? travel, or is that what that means? Dude, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <Or> good <laughs> work? Is it good work or it's good her, travel? It's like the... Uh, so, yeah. Let's see. Botreville. <laughs> Botreville. Botreville. I mean, her, her, I don't Botulism. know if it was her latest, but her pretty recent one, the uh, the Bastards was really good, or just Bastards. Yeah, see, I don't even, I, I've heard of Claire Denis a lot, but I've never even heard of these movies people that love, uh People love her vampire movie, Trouble Every Night. Ne- Trouble every day, trouble every night. I don't know, but it's a uh, <laughs> our Claire Denis trouble, ex- trouble every here. day. <laughs> but no, it's I just I don't like that movie. Oh, you oh, don't okay. like it? No. Oh, that's not good. Most of them, most of them are really good. Okay. Well, I might I might check out. Some, I'll definitely check out some before I see uh, High Life. When and if when High Life ever comes out, I don't even know when it's coming out. But white uh, material yeah. is really good and white available on Criterion. Yeah, so okay. it's, people know it. Right, right. It's available easily. Trouble every day. Oh, speaking like, of available easily, did you guys hear the news? Are you kidding me? This has got Vincent Gallo in it. Is that <gasps> why you don't like it? <laughs> no, I. I mean, I like Vincent Gallo. It. Fucking rules. <laughs> what news? <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Uh, Filmstruck will not be available in the coming future. Why? Uh, it was on Criterion's Instagram. You mean the Criterion channel on Filmstruck or Filmstruck? I think uh, film, Filmstruck. Wait, let me see. Is this a, is this like a Halloween Fools joke? <laughs> what are you, what are you talking about? A sick joke over here, Kevin. What are you doing? I'm scrolling through Instagram so I can find the post. <clears throat> You're scaring Jr. Kevin. We have some sad news to share. Earlier this morning, Turner and Warner Brothers Digital Networks announced plans to shut down Filmstruck, the streaming service that has been our happy home for the last two years. Here's here's why that's happening. You got, are you ready for this? Okay, that's some bullshit. And here's here's why that's happening, because every fucking studio and every fucking uh, distributor has to have their own channel now. So that's why Disney's coming out with their own channel. So all the Marvel shit's going away from Netflix because Disney has to charge their own money to get people to charge their own channel. That's why all the fucking TV networks have their own uh, streaming shit now that you pay for. That's why, like, like on the CBS, they have Discover the Star Trek Discovery online only through their streaming service. It's insane. Like, it's going to get to the point where there's like 900 different streaming services. You're paying, you know, seven, eight dollars a month for each one. I mean, <laughs> who has money for this? Consolidate people. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go home. And I have I have an only until November twenty ninth to watch the whole catalog on yeah. Truck. Yeah. That's your goal now? <laughs> Are you gonna do that? <laughs> no. Okay. Well that'd be fun if you were, if you would like commit to that right now on air and then we could, you know <laughs> check in with you. <laughs> yeah. So many movies. And uh, I'm really sad. I'm sorry, this is, a, this is a huge bummer. It's brutal. That's it. That I is seriously brutal. Guys. No, it's not your fault. It's a, it's seriously. That's like it's fucked Feels up. Like it's your like because <laughs> I just uh, I just joined uh, Canopy through the library. Canopy's garbage, man. There's it's... nothing on Canopy. 
Like, and, there's like the six st- Criterion titles. I, can't, I mean, what the fuck? And the streaming quality is... Oh, it's not good? No. Oh, fuck. No. That's even worse. I mean, I can't complain. It's free, but it's like... It's well... Just, I mean, come on. I, I can say this. It's better than Alexander Street, because Alexander Street was just so god-awful. Canopy is maybe... A smidgen half a, half a star better. Brutal. Well, let's move on. Talk about uh, the trailer for Destroyer, the new Karen Kusama film starring Nicole Kidman and uh, what's likely to get her an Oscar nomination. I guess they seem to be really pushing this acting performance in the trailer anyway. That's what they're saying. She's looking pretty haggard. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, this one didn't hit me as hard as I thought it was going to hit me because I've been hearing about it for a while. Right. And I thought it was going to look like amazing. I don't know. It looks yeah. kind of generic. It looks, like, it looks a lot like True Detective season two to me. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I mean not that not like bad like that, just like it just looks that way. Like it looks like this LA crime Yeah. Thing with like some the color palette deeper, is the same. Deeper darkness. Yeah, exactly. And the song somewhere. even the music and stuff during the trailer reminded me of it. But yeah. I don't know. Are you guys excited about this one? Not particularly. I mean I kept zoning out in the trailer. <laughs> That's not good. I mean, I was watching Trailers it. are two minutes long, JR. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I watched it at work. I was distracted. Oh, well. uh, yeah. Way to, do, way to do your due diligence for the podcast. <laughs> Moving on, yeah. then, I guess, yeah. uh, to Vox Lux, the last trailer we're going to discuss, the new film from Brady Corbett. Yeah. Hey, Lady Gaga, we have a movie that we want you to be in. It's basically about you. Oh, I'm already attached to A Star is Born. Fuck. Yeah. Um, the, uh, who, el- who else can we get that can do a really obnoxious New York accent? <laughs> Her accent's really strange in this, Natalie Portman. Yeah, it's, it's really bizarre. It seems uh, hit and miss. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what she's trying to get at there. Yeah. But uh, I really liked Childhood of a Leader, Brady Corbett's first film. I didn't and see that yet. It's fantastic. You should. And... Uh, this one, I mean, I'll see it just based on that alone. And I don't know what the whole, like, it seems like there's some kind of mass shooting aspect to it. Which There's a, uh, there's a lot of weird, like, yeah. it's like two different stories. Yeah. It feels like something about her music is causing mass shootings to happen. That's what, it's, that's what it felt like to me when I was watching it. Yeah, or like some, like, militant, like, riot yeah. stuff. They're all, they seem like they're all uh, wearing masks based on her outfits i don't know mm. it looks it looks interesting i'll uh definitely look at it when it comes out yeah i'll probably i'll probably see all of these movies yeah of course you know eventually <laughs> well let's uh jump right into what we watch then uh who wants to get us started on the uh backlog of what we watched here so uh, i was gonna ask what kind of backlog are you guys playing i'm literally talking about three movies okay me too okay i'm not going I'm not going too far back. I'm going far back, but I'm only talking about three movies. God, you're such a father. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I mean, I can't, like, yeah, it's like, it's seriously is like I haven't watched shit since, uh, I mean, those four movies for the uh, 50th episode, that was the last shit I watched. Right. So, and um, I've got, I've got a list and there are a lot of things on the list, but I can go through it. Why don't quickly. you start then? Okay. Do a couple maybe. Yeah. So I finally finished my Guillermo del Toro list. Pan's Labyrinth, in my opinion, is his best movie. I think it's mm-hmm. the one where like his stuff really comes together the best. And 
Yeah, I'd say his Spanish language movies are generally quite a bit better than the English versions, except for Hellboy Two. Right. Hellboy Two actually was a, was a lot better than the first one. I will say that. Um, you were not a fan of Shape of Water. I gave it a is four. That right? Oh, you liked Shape of Water. Yeah, I, see, I, like, I think I like Shape, Shape of Water. Well, I, I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. A Shape of Water is probably my favorite thing he's right. done. I don't like Blade Two at all. Blade Two is pretty bad, it's but brutal. it's not as bad as Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak is just an absolute waste of time. I've only actually seen Blade Two, Shape of Water, and uh, Pacific Rim. Really? Yeah. There's okay. only three films I've seen. I've never seen the Hellboy movies. I've never seen any of the Spanish stuff. So I'm pretty uh, yeah. unschooled. I would say at least, like, yeah, the Hellboys. Uh, you've, have you seen Mimic? No. I I know all the movies he's directed. Right, yeah. I have I mean, not seen them. I, I would recommend, like, the, you know, the Spanish I think, trilogy. Uh, Mimic has uh, uh, Tom Sizemore and uh, what's-her-face, right? Mira Sorvino? It has Mira Sorvino, but not Tom Sizemore. Sizemore's not in it? No. Oh, it's got a Charles Durning, Ooh, the guy from see. Alien 3. Oh, no, not Charles Durning. Char- uh, Charles something. No, 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 That's the guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles Durning is the old guy from, uh, he's the detective on uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Oh. Yeah. My mistake. Uh, you're thinking of Charles S. Dutton. That's it. Dutton. Oh, Josh Brolin's in it, too. Yeah, Josh Brolin and... Um, F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham. <clears throat> but well, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, might it's have just, to check this one out. I don't know. From it, it just didn't do anything for me. Oh, you know what I was thinking of was the other one, Relic. Oh, right, right. Relic has Tom Sizemore. Right. Okay. Well, I did see Relic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um... But yeah, Pan's Labyrinth is is his best, in my opinion. Cool. <clears throat> All right, John. I had, uh, a coworker called me up last night around eight thirty and said, oh, uh, oh, "Let's go see, uh, let's go see mid nineties." So I did that. But you're just having a blast with your wife being out of town, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just Did she listen the, to uh, this? No. No. Okay. My no. wife doesn't listen Dude. either. I can't. Right. I've asked her to listen and she won't do it. Right. <laughs> Sarah hates movies, so. Oh, right. She's like, listen to you talk about movies? I don't think so. <laughs> so you saw mid-90s directed by Jonah Hill. Yeah, and it was uh, it was interesting. Uh, we got, we were the only people there, and then. No shit. Where did you see it? And then the preview started. Um, Perkins Row. It was 9, 9.20 showing. Uh, late. And then like 20. 20 people walked in that all looked like they were about 30 years old and they all knew each other <sighs> and they all looked like the characters in this movie Jesus grown Christ. grown up a little bit right, right. Can and I they check were your... acting like uh, like dickheads can and you show me your wrists real quick I just want to make sure that you didn't self harm before Did you, you watch the movie no no, <laughs> no. no. But I was like I can't believe a bunch of skateboard assholes showed up to look to watch the skateboard asshole movie. Did they talk during it? Were they ab- no? They were disruptive? so annoying during the previews. But then the movie started and they were silent. Oh, that's I was like, oh, oh, good. Thank God. They had respect once the movie thank started. God. Yeah. Like, like a couple of them were back there, like shh. And I was like, <laughs> oh, thank God, there's an adult with the other adults. Right. Um, but yeah, this is a. Uh, you guys seen the previews for this? I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, uh, we talked about the trailer. A I'm not. I, I was uh, not terribly enthused about it, to be honest. Yeah, I wasn't either, yeah. and mm. I, I don't know if I would have gone to see this by myself. But and honestly, just let me say real quick that it's uh, it's not entirely uh, 
it's because of Jonah Hill. It really is. Really? Like, like I can't take him seriously as a filmmaker because it's like, like all the things that he's doing with this movie, like his, the, the aspect ratio and everything, it just feels very like he like, it feels like he hasn't earned the right to do things like that. Like, like who are you that you're coming in here to changing the aspect ratio of a movie to like achieve some kind of like, and then all these interviews that he's doing about the music from the time and shit like that. It's just See, like, I have not, I haven't seen or listened to any of that. Well, I'm glad I haven't. Yeah, that'll probably help. Uh, yeah. <laughs> see, I mean, my issue with this movie going in was this is a this is such like a a nostalgia now kind of yeah. title for a movie. Oh yeah. And and I was worried that the the story the content would kind of just lean into that. And I thought it doesn't until like one thing at the end. It's not even really part of the the plot of the movie, but there's something like at the there's end. a boy band or something that shows up. No, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, you know the aspect ratio stuff, it it works, and he does sure. a lot of visually distinctive things with it, especially at the beginning of the movie with some conversations. And uh, I mean, th- this movie is is worth your time. No, I'm in. Worth, I'm going worth to your time. going to yeah. see it for sure. I I'd see it just based on. You know, it's in the conversation. It's a twenty-four film. Uh, it has Lucas Hedges in it, like any number of things yeah. that would make me see it. I would see it. Yeah. I think Lucas Hedges. It was like a Lucas Hedges film festival. He was in like every preview. Yeah, he's wow. in everything. And, uh, yeah, he's and then that. he was in this movie, and he was yeah. hilarious. The uh, the skateboarding is fun. I like skateboarding. <laughs> and uh, the uh, the little kid, I guess I don't know how old he's supposed to be in this movie, and he does some things that. Uh, a ten to thirteen year old should not be doing is is pretty wild. Okay, he's got quite a constitution, um, <laughs> and he's you know he does some great terrible skateboard acting because I've seen him on Instagram the kick and fucking skateboard. Uh, so what do you mean by terrible skateboard acting? Like he's good at acting like he can't skateboard. Oh, oh I see, okay. I see, I see. Even though he can, right? Um, I don't, you know. This the story kind of felt like a a more kid friendly kids sure like this there's the, no uh, date rape or AIDS or anything like that no but there's there's really weird stuff that kind of feels like there was a moment in the movie where it felt like we were at one of the parties in kids but like we were just following different less intense characters around oh uh, okay okay but it definitely like fits into that thing mm-hmm. and. I, I definitely think uh, Jonah Hill has seen kids. Yeah, you think? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine. But uh, I, I, my friend was like really offended. He hated all the uh, the language. There's a lot of like gay, gay is insult, that well, kind of stuff. And see, I was that, like, I was like, that was the so, 90s. Yeah, yeah. But at the that same time, how it, people talked. It, it, that is true. But at the same time, it does. It is. It is weird that. Um, Again, Jonah Hill being the director and and what he wrote it right or he co wrote yeah, it. Yeah, he wrote it. So it's like him coming from uh, like earlier in his career, his films. I mean, like Super Bad, for instance, and things like right, that yeah. would have had a lot of that kind of so humor in it too. You know, they had like, yeah, they had that, but it was it's like different in this where like the kid that says gay all the time is an idiot. Yeah, and you're not like when you when he gets a laugh, it's not because like his your gay insult was funny it's because he said it at a ridiculous time and he's the one making himself look like a dumbass your friend was legitimately offended by the yeah. by the okay he, oh. yeah he's interesting. like interesting i don't like all this yeah 
the the language gets worse than you're gay. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Oh. Yeah, sure. There's some other right. uh, epithets. <clears throat> this, you know, this is solid. This is fun. It's a, it's, it's a try. It's like 80 minutes. It's, it's oh. nothing. You know, I will. Uh, it'll have to wait, but I'll definitely see it. I was telling my wife the other day. Uh, there's like 900 movies that are out right now that I want to see. Like, I want to see Sisters Brothers. Yeah. I still want to see First Man. I want to yeah. see Mid 90s. I want to see uh, all this shit that's coming on to fucking iTunes all of a sudden. Like, there's all kinds of stuff I want to see, and I have mm. literally no fucking time to watch anything. I watch The Crossing Guard in pieces at work. Like that's Damn. that's how extreme it is. Right. So. <laughs> but anyway, I uh, well, I'm gonna have to jump way back here. Oh, wait, wait. I'm gonna go three and a half. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Three and a half. Good. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to jump way back here because uh, I gotta talk disobedience with you real quick. You remember disobedience? I mean, <laughs> with a Rachel Vice. I remember Rachel that McAdams. I watched it. Okay. And I remember that I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. Okay. So disobedience is a film about um, two women and the one woman's husband. And they all used to be buddies when they were younger. And the one girl left town, and now she's back for the father's funeral. And uh, the uh, the thing of it is is that uh, the two women are attracted to each other because they're gay, and uh, but not in the you know attempted funny way of mid-'90s. <laughs> right. They're actually gay. Right. And... Uh, that leads me to the only thing that I want to talk about in the movie, which is the sex scene. And I don't want to talk about it because it was like, you know, this super erotic sex scene. Cause it's really not, it's kind of a weird, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what they're, what emotion they're trying to get out of you with it. But, um, it's Rachel Vice and Rachel McAdams making out and then fingering each other. But the part I want to talk about, do you know what I want to talk about here? Jr. I don't. Okay. There's a part during the sex scene where suddenly uh, Rachel Vice spits into Rachel McAdams' mouth. Oh, yep, yep. (laughs) What? Like, I don't, I can't, here's the thing. I can't understand, I just would love to have been a fly on the wall during the direction of that scene. How How do you get, like, how do you talk to your actors about that? You know, I really think you should spit into her mouth. Like, it's going to be sexy. Like, and even, even if it, like, it's such a tender, like, they love each other. You know what I mean? And it's bizarre. It's like this moment of dominance (laughs) during this otherwise tender sex scene. And she really is spitting in her mouth. Like, they show it. My wife said she was going to throw up. She (laughs) she doesn't like body fluids in movies. Yeah. And that's, that's, that was some fluid. That food I mean, was exchanged. Do you, do you, do you, how do you feel about this? I don't even know what the, I just, it's such a weird moment. I, just, I had to bring it up. <laughs> I, I only remember kind of feeling like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then just, <sighs> that's actually kind of perfect. They're just moving on, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I moved on from that movie. Yeah. Just wholesale very quickly. It's right. It's not good. Um, although I will say that I really enjoyed, uh, Alessandro Nivola's performance. I like him in a lot of in pretty much everything he's in. So he was good in it. But everybody else is pretty lame and uh the movie's garbage. Yeah, I just I didn't think it did like anything interesting. No. Besides that spit, which is not <laughs> interesting in a in a way that I was like, Oh, I'm gonna think about this forever, obviously. Right. Yeah. And I I didn't like that the ending gave the uh basically just gave that monologue to the the husband. Mm. I was like, Yeah, this is 
this is a really boring seven minute monologue i I feel yeah i'd say that you could extend that and say the entire movie is a really boring whatever it is 102 minutes or whatever it's it's uh it's not it's not worth your time unlike mid 90s right Uh so uh, yeah i gave that a two Mm. kevin so I rewatched Fargo for the first time in probably, I don't know, seven, eight years. It's been a long time. That is I, a long time. Um, doesn't hold up at all, right? <laughs> it doesn't hold up quite as well as I thought it would. Like, really? my memory of Fargo is like, oh, man, you know, seven out of five. <laughs> but I'm watching and, like, it's not like there was nothing in it that was, like, bad. But it it just never like grabbed me in the way that I thought it would, and I don't know like like a lot of this a lot of this like I mean the whole kind of scenario with uh, Willie H Macy's character and you know like him faking a kid kidnapping of his wife so he can get money from his rich father in law it just and like him being so um, you know bumbling uh, through the whole thing and like not realizing that he's amidst you know like truly like unbelievably dangerous people sure like it just i don't know it just didn't seem to fit into something that like really grabbed my attention huh like i really i really loved francis mcdormand and like her like whole thing through the movie her relationship with her husband and when she goes to was it um i guess it's Wisconsin was it Mil- Milwaukee Wisconsin when she goes to uh she goes and meets the dude in the, the bar Asian and like, guy yeah, and yeah he yeah. confesses that he's been in love with her for right, like ever right right and um, and she interviews the two women right yeah They're she interviews the two women the and like yeah and you know like her aspect of the story is for me far and away the best part of it I like her whole um, uh I like all the little moments with her and her husband too and he's yeah like a, yeah the painter and uh yeah, that's, that's and and in the fact that like uh, like she you know like even though it's a very you know small sort of hick town, she's like basically the Sherlock Holmes of this town. Mm-hmm. And um, how about the violence? The violence was really intense. Like when uh, when Bushimi gets shot and like the bullet grazes <laughs> yeah. his jaw, it's like whoa. That's a good effect too. It's very yeah. Like, it was very well done. It's nasty. Um, I really liked when. Uh, the the whole shooting of the 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 you know the the crime in the film the shooting of the the trooper and everything yeah yeah that's just gross like when he she, he pulls his head down and shoots him in the head and then blood just like pours out into Buscemi's lap yeah some nasty <laughs> shit <laughs> and Buscemi is like is, he's so funny because like he just you know he's just trying like he's a crook but he's just trying to get this thing done and get on with his life and he's like essentially nothing mis- will let him yeah he's mr pink again he's just like he's, yeah, he's a yeah. professional criminal who wants to get the money right and like peter stormare is just yeah. a total fucking psycho peter stormare is mr blonde right right yeah. <laughs> it's all it all it all you know uh, yeah continues on from reservoir dogs i really yeah i'll tell you <laughs> i have some nitpicks about fargo and here here they are here's uh-huh. what stops it from being a five out of five for me one, the flash paper. Okay, there's a lot of flash paper in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's no no gun ever goes off for real in this movie. So it's always like, you know, they pull the trigger and the wisp of smoke. I hate that shit. <laughs> and uh, no recoil, no no uh, no shell, which is just a problem. 
And then two, which is way more uh, egregious, and also you'd never notice it until it comes to Blu-ray and you watch it in high def, is that at the end when she's pointing her gun at uh, Peter Stormare and she, you know, she points to her hat saying, I'm the police, you know, and he's putting the foot in the thing. Her gun is totally fake, and it's got, like, the, the barrel is, like, blocked off. Like it's a solid piece of like plastic or something. Oh, it looks I like did not shit. notice that. I know it's such a bummer. It's wow. such a bummer because I'm watching that scene like rob me of the reality of the moment, you know? Because in a minute she's going to shoot that gun into his thigh, right? But it's yeah. like the gun's not real. So, yeah, I mean, it breaks down the illusion pretty quick. Yeah, that's true. Those are some nitpicks. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. It's a it's a near masterpiece aside from those things, I think. Yeah. Uh, and as uh, far as the writing and the direction and the acting goes, it's hard to find something better. But uh, it's a good and it's just a good. St- I really like the, uh, the idea of him. What uh, not be me, what um, William H. Macy does in the film, like his yeah. his idea of hiring kidnappers to kidnap. Like, it's just an interesting idea. Yeah. And like. Don't. What? I mean, I don't know. I'm worried that you find it too interesting. No, no, no. I don't know anybody who I could get to do that. <laughs> or like who you would who who would come up with the ransom. Honestly, money. my wife would probably kill them. So Right. She's yeah. pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. What'd you give it? Yeah, uh four. All right. Yeah. JR. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I got the order confused. Um, yeah, because somebody didn't show up. Yeah, I keep I keep staring at his chair. Like, yeah, wondering just know, just know he he's is. at home having a blast playing Red Dead. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried. <laughs> um, okay, I watched uh, one of Cronenberg's first movies, Shivers. Mm, Shivers. Mm, mm. Shivers. 1975. It's about a uh, this high rise residential building in Montreal that gets infected by this parasite that turns people into uh sex raised zombies it's a little you know a little nice. bit of a you know, std soft core going or not really but no not really that was no a little, a little soft core no, it's, it's just, you know it's mostly just gross because oh, yeah. cronenberg yeah yeah the, the yeah. parasite crawls around and looks kind of like a bloody piece of, of poop looks uh, like a turd which is gross is it a metaphor a for this movie? Is this movie a turd? No. No, oh, okay. It's not. It's not great. And definitely he he did similar things a lot better. Is this his uh this is not his first film, The Brood, right? Is his first one or what? I, I don't, don't know. know. Where is what is his first film? I I couldn't tell you. I mean yeah. I could if I took the time to look it up. Well. <laughs> but it is or no, it's before the brood. It's before the brood. Yeah, brood is seventy nine. Oh wow, that's way know. off. Yeah, I do think this is maybe his first feature. It sure is looking like it. Uh although he did do a movie called Crimes of the Future in nineteen seventy, that's an hour and ten minutes. Fine. So Yep. Yeah, shivers. Second okay. feature. We'll call it the second feature. Um Yeah, there's a you know, this is no budget, no stars. But even even with that, there's still some like borderline competent acting. It's not nothing is laughable. <laughs> um, Unlike Scanners, yeah, yeah, because Scanners is laughable. Scanners is 
yeah. the main guy in Scandal. The main guy in Scandal. Brutal. Yeah, it's the uh, the parasite whole premise thing is really. I think I I find it very cool. It, just the it's slowly infecting a a whole like condo, but it's never as like scary or interesting or creepy or anything as it should be. A lot of the movie is boring. It doesn't mm. like every scene. There's something tense happening, and it never fe- never feels very tense. That's a bummer. And then uh, the inf- like the way the parasite infects people, and the, or the symptoms I guess are not consistent because you have like this whole zombie horde thing going on, but then other people that are infected are just like doing heavy PDA. <laughs> and some people would just like walk around and like want to kiss you as you walk by. Um, and then other people are like doing what looks like a, you know, precursor to like, I'm going to rape someone. So it's just a wide, a wide range of, of the symptoms that I couldn't really figure out. Hmm. Uh, but it's a, it's a three out of five. That's it. That was my, uh, that was my Halloween horror movie watch. Favorite. Uh, what's your favorite Cronenberg film? Do I have to have one? I'm just, I don't know. Um, it's got to be Videodrome, right? It's probably Videodrome. It might be... Oh, sometimes I really feel like it might be Cosmopolis. Are you kidding me? Love it. Do you really love it? Yeah, I love it. Oh, wow. Um, it's got your boy, R. Pats. I know. I saw it by myself in the theater. Uh, I also like Naked Lunch. Really wanted to like it. It just didn't do it for me. I like uh. The Fly a lot and i like videodrome a lot and yeah those are those those are tops for me although i've been meaning to rewatch history of violence and eastern promises the Same brood here. is also good i've never seen the brood i i remember just hating the shit out of history of violence really just hating it and that's i should probably give it another shot but either of you guys seen spider with yeah. a yeah ray fines and a gabriel Byrne. i remember seeing the uh case for it at Blockbuster all the right, time. Right, yeah. Never actually watched it. I tried yeah. to watch Existence once and didn't get through it. Mm. Existence is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fun, but stupid. Right. All right. Well, I uh, I watched uh, Hold the Dark. Kevin ah. watched Hold the Dark also. Yes. Uh, nice. I don't know. Um, I was super disappointed <laughs> yeah. in this movie. I think I know the reason... Like, at least on Letterboxd, there are, count them, nine people with producer credits. Oh. Now, you've got, I mean, you've got Macon Blair, you've got Jeremy Saulnier. Just let them make a movie and just just give them the money and let them do it. I don't see how, like, you need nine people with producer credits on this thing. I mean, granted, it's Netflix, but... <sighs> I, I think, well, I, I'll say uh, that I think... Uh, oh, the... that reminds me. Yeah. <laughs> we have to talk about it like this. Oh. <laughs> because everyone in the movie talks like this all the time for the entire 90 minutes. That's fair. And I'm they not do. Kidding. Uh, <laughs> especially uh, Skarsgård. He's just a parody in this movie. But uh, bummer. But I'll, I I will say that um, 
the biggest problem I think with the movie is the script, and I think yes. that's because Macon Blair wrote the script, and I think that uh, if Solnier had written the script, it would be it would be a better film. Solnier right. is is a very good writer, and he's he's a very efficient writer, and uh, Macon Blair has this, uh, or at least just based on this script alone, has this problem with um, his characters speaking as though they're like. Trying saying something of great import or philosophically important or something. Right, and it's, nothing in this movie is that is that way at all. And it's another another well, Solaris fan. I think yeah. <laughs> I think it could be, and it like at least from like the beginning of the movie on, like it keeps promising you, yeah, that yeah. at some point this is going to lead to something that means you know something profound, yeah, and then it never does. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it spoiler gives, alert. No, it it, okay. it drives off a cliff. It never does anything interesting, yeah, really. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like it's this like hyper violent, uh, which like I mean, uh, the violence is good. It's fine, but yeah. and it's like Saulnier does good violence. Like he knows how to do it, but it's just not interesting. Like the things that are happening are not interesting. Like the the, yeah. the most violent scene in the movie that that gun that gunfight between right, yeah. yeah with the Indian guy is like it's completely like like who is this guy why is he doing this you know what i mean it's just completely like yeah arbitrary and it just feels like it's extended so long it just feels like a scene where hey let's get a lot of uh, action here in the middle yeah you know and this the scene does not need to be there it doesn't need to happen yeah it's and it's completely bizarre yeah it's and it's all action there's no exposition whatsoever yeah except for like a little bit when the cop is talking to him you know, trying to get him to come down, like, you know, you get a little bit of this guy's backstory, but that backstory means jack shit yeah. for the rest of the movie. Right. And I don't, yeah, I just, the whole thing is just, like, esoteric for no reason, like, the when they bury the kid and they do the ceremony. I was like, yeah. what, like what does it mean? Spoiler. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's... <laughs> the premise of the film is that Alexander Sarsgaard's kid dies. I mean, that's in the trailer. But, I mean, yeah, it it's was... just it's just goofy. I don't I don't know. And it's so dark. It's so dark that it comes off as, like, almost, like, satirical or something. It, yeah. It's insane. I don't know. It really bummed me out because yeah. I love Jeremy Selnier and I, Green Room is so good. This is just... And, and, yeah, and like, Blue Ruin was really yeah, good. Yeah, I like them both. Yeah. And it's just a bummer, man. I, I think it's just, like, you gotta get uh, Macon Blair off of the typewriter. Yeah. Give him the little cameo or whatever, like yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was fine. Let like, him be a producer. Yeah. You know? I mean, I liked his performance a lot in Blue Ruin. Sure. Um, I liked him in Green Room, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't um, think he's great in this. Yeah. What... Remind me, what did you think of um, I Don't Feel at Home in This World? I didn't like that either. All right, yeah. But, that's, the, but write... that's that's better than this, though. Ouch. <laughs> like, that's, I don't know. Did he write, he directed did it? He, I don't I th- know. I think I he, he directed it, it, at least. He probably did it. Right. But, I mean, I'll say that that movie is at least, uh, at least has a sense of humor. This right, movie yeah. is just, like, black soulless, you know? <laughs> and it's, yeah. I mean... It's for no exhausting. reason. Exhausting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, when you get to the end of it, you're like, "Why did I just put myself through that?" Yeah. And Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright, man, I don't, I'm I'm really I'm on the fence about this guy. Every time I see him, I'm just like, "Is he a good actor?" I don't know. Yeah, and I like, don't know. What's like, What's he good in? I I okay. To be honest, oh, he was a good Felix Slider. Westworld, right? Yeah, the Westworld guy. No, he so was we're okay not about in that. to talk about that. No, he's well. Uh, yeah. I think, okay. I think, okay. the, I think in the first great, season but... he's he's competent. I, I think that he's good in uh in the James Bond films. Yeah, yeah. The two uh Okay. 
the the two early uh, whatever it's Casino Royale. Yeah, and- he's good in those. And uh, I think that he's really, really bad in Boardwalk Empire for one. You know, it's like he's terrible in that show. I don't, I just don't get it. I, he's like, I, he's a really weird actor for me. He's just seen in some stuff and he's good, and he's in other stuff and he's weirdly bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I gave Hold the Dark two out of two and a half out of five. I think I gave it the same. Yeah. Honestly, it feels like it should be lower, but can't can't do anything about it now. I'm never going to rewatch it. Nah. I might rewatch it, like ten years from now or something. Why? Just to, you know, reevaluate. You never know. Your memory goes away, and I forget how much I hated it. And then yeah. Like, okay. All maybe right. I just didn't get it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't sound like someone who got it because... Because it's amazing? Looking at all the other people <laughs> that rated it, most of them rated it lower. So. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that it's, was a really great, yeah, yeah. like, work. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Well, thanks. All right. All right. All right. Um, so... I rewatched Dolores Claiborne and Kathy Bates fucking rules in this movie. <laughs> like she is so good as this, you know, like, you know, in her, in the character's own words, a high riding bitch. Oh, yeah. And like, I mean, I've talked at length, <laughs> at length on this podcast about Dolores Claiborne and how scary it is. And like, I also just read the book, and the book is even fucking scarier because, like, while I'm reading the book was while the whole stuff with Brett Kavanaugh was going on. And just to see, like, you know, the people who are supposed to be upholding the law of the land, you know, not being held accountable for their actions... And then seeing it in a book, you know, that's 20 years old, it's it's really harrowing. Kevin, too political, man. We're going to lose our whole conservative fan base. Sorry, here. sorry. Okay. Yeah, because we have so many. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we do not ask for your political stance before you listen. Maybe we should. I don't know. As long as you don't hurt anybody, all right. Um. But yeah, this was directed by Taylor Hackford, who also oh, did yeah. Hack, uh, Hack Officer Man. and a Gentleman. And a terrible name. For did director. he do Officer? He and did a Officer and a Gentleman. Devil's Advocate, right? Devil and Devil's Advocate. Wait, and something else. Too. Oh, that terrible remake. No, uh, no, 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 no. He did that, but he did the one, oh, yeah. the action movie with uh, Statham, where Statham is the. It's like a remake of another film. It's probably Death Race. Movie. No, 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 no. It's like he's like a. Oh, Michael Chiklis is the villain. <laughs> I think J Lo's in it. Parker. Yeah, Parker. Oh, okay. He did that right. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And he was in some movie, some documentary about Can with um Alec Baldwin, I want to say. Okay. Hackford. But, uh, what a hack. This yeah. guy has he's got a lot of bad movies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the comedian, not the good one. Oh, the the one with uh Proof of Life. With uh, De Niro. De Niro, yeah. yeah. I saw Proof of Life in the theater. I liked it. But I was 12 years old or something. So. Right. Yeah. Good I action mean, at the end. Yeah. I can't speak to the the rest of his canon, but like I think this movie is really well shot, really cool. well put together. Nice. The Even act, a broken clock is, is right twice a day. Right. So. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What'd you give it? Five. Nice. Because like, whoa, so whoa, like, whoa. yeah. Have I you mean, seen this? No, I, I had never heard of it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, like, yeah, it's 
it's so scary and they go just full force with the horror it's just like there's there's a scene with the uh, um David Strathairn and the girl who's playing the daughter and like I like I vaguely remembered the scene but then when it happened I was like no, 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 no. I'm really not comfortable watching this. There's nothing graphic in it at all, but still, like, it just goes, it just goes really, really far. Oh, my. And, I'm about to check yeah. this one out. I love when stuff goes too far. Uh, how do you feel? Where are you, where are you at on the new Pet Cemetery remake? Uh, I wasn't super crazy about the original one, and I haven't read the book, so I don't, I mean, whatever. Okay. Like, <laughs> Like, like that's the thing. Like Stephen King is apparently in some like movie renaissance now. Like there's well, Castle just, Rock, there was Gerald's Game, there's sure. 1922. Like just a bajillions well, of things that it are that is are really the and yeah. It, but haven't we always had Stephen King property? That's true. That's true. Well, I think recently well, I though think it has now, it has like, amped up a lot after its success. Yeah, and like I'm not sure why it wasn't halted after Dark Tower, but whatever. <laughs> Um, I'm sure he's got. He's just. A, well, but yeah, but he has. He has so much that money. You know, he's getting those checks. It's just like the uh, John Carpenter does all the like, all the remakes of his films a, a few years back, and uh, mm-hmm. he's just sitting cashing those checks. You know, why not? Yeah, I mean, at least Stephen King will like let students option his stuff for like a dollar. So that's cool of him. That that is nice. Um, but yeah, this this is a five out of five. I'm gonna have to check it out. I've never seen it. JR? Well, I'm going to... I wasn't going to talk about this one, but if we're just tossing out fives. <laughs> um, a little while ago, I watched a uh, a Western from the 50s. Mm-hmm. I YouTube. downloaded it. Day of the Outlaw. You, it's on YouTube? Yeah. I spent like three days downloading <laughs> 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 This is a... Fuck. This is a Western set in Wyoming in the winter. And uh, snow western, yeah, mm. love love a good snow western like The Great Silence. Any, anyone seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. Okay, that's fun. I didn't like it. Oh, well, okay, never mind. Snow westerns suck. No, it's um, not the snow westerns suck. I just didn't like that well, it's, that it's, particular one. It's an either or situation. So <laughs> you like the hateful eight? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not like uh, I don't love it. It's, it's that's, good. How, that's how I it's felt. Good. That's it's how good. I felt about the Great Silence. I didn't okay. love it. Well, fine. All right. I mean, McCabe and Mrs. Miller is basically a snow oh, western. It is a snow the western. The king of all westerns is the best it's western the, ever it's made. It's the best snow western ever made. The best western. It's ever the made. best snow western ever. Made. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so this one has uh, Robert Ryan is this like uh, cattle rancher, I guess, who uh, doesn't live in t- in town. It's like a, a you know, like a bunch of pioneers, uh, homesteaders. Oh, it's like okay. a it's like a new settlement pretty right. much. Uh doesn't live in town, but he once saved this town from outlaws. So he likes to ride in and just verbally abuse people <laughs> and uh <laughs> and sleep with this married woman. Um and he gets stuck there when more real outlaws show up and hold the town hostage because uh, they're the outlaws are on the run from the uh the uh, the army. Right, and they're trying to go through the the pass, but it's too snowy, and uh, just Robert Ryan is just such a fucking dick in this movie. It is wonderful. The uh, and it has, uh, it might have one of my favorite 
Western endings I've ever seen where it's like uh, it, uh, I'm right, giving it away. Right, it's just, right. it, it plays out in, in a way that uh, was, which makes sense with the movie, but I just, yeah, I definitely thought it would go a different direction. So um, it's a, uh, is, is visually just beautiful and uh, everyone in it is good. It is, you know, fifties. So it's got that style of acting that I know doesn't agree with everybody, but um, yeah, this is a, I thought about putting this in my in my fifty for last week. I didn't, didn't quite make. I it. I saw it was a five for you, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch that because Jared doesn't get fives out very often." Nope. I'm, and I'm sure you were pissed as like, "Oh, it's a five. Oh, it's a fucking 1950s movie." <laughs> no, because it's a. I mean, you know, I don't. I don't. It's a western. If it was like something, some kind of like. Uh, it's like a fifties uh, romantic drama. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've learned your lesson. Exactly. Uh, I watched. This is the last movie I'm talking about. By the way, uh, I watched *The Star Is Born*, the remake, starring and directed by Bradley Cooper, and uh, also starring Lady Gaga, who's actually credited as Lady Gaga in the movie. It's really strange because she's, you know, she's just like a person in the movie. She's not like. Mm. She's not a personality. She's just like a human girl, right? Who plays like a like you know poor waitress who becomes a pop star. So, anyway, so she's like, what's her face playing Lady Gaga playing the part? Who's what's her face? I, she, I mean, she has a real oh, name. oh whatever her real name she is. Was yeah, a born Lady Gaga. Right, 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 right. right. Stephanie something. I think. So, yeah, Stephanie. whatever. Some Italian broad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she. Uh, so the movie is a the you know the classic story. Uh, Bradley Cooper is a uh, not a country musician, more like uh, you know these uh, jerk offs like who are like uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan descendants, like those kind of guys. He's like one of those, like this kind of bluesy alt country rock thing. And he wears a cowboy hat while it plays. And he talks like this the whole movie. Even though he's, you know, 45. And, uh... He smokes a lot, though, right? Does he smoke a lot? He does smoke. She smokes, too. So, a lot. Yeah, they both smoke a lot. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, smoking, <laughs> smoking affects your rating with the MPAA, so he can't... Maybe they were worried they'd be R if this, they had too much smoking. This movie is R. Smoke. What? It's a hard R, and they curse oh. a lot in this movie. Sounds tight. This movie's got a lot of the F-bombs in it. Oh. Uh... And, uh, you know, I'll just go out and say it. I liked it quite a bit, actually. And uh, my, which, wife, my wife gave it a five out of five. <laughs> which is, uh, we did, you know, there was a bit of uh, of chatter mm-hmm. on this podcast about mm-hmm. how it Indeed. must be the worst thing ever. It looked like shit. Okay. The trailer made it look like shit. And, I mean, I don't think there's a way to cut the trailer to make it look better uh, without spoiling things that happen in it. Uh. But uh, just it's just a very well-made uh i would say verging on extremely well acted film uh everybody's quite good in it especially lady gaga like i wouldn't be surprised at all if she got some kind of award consideration for it uh she's very naturalistic in it uh i don't yeah it's just it's just a good solid drama about uh these two people who fall in love and then just completely self implode and annihilate each other uh <laughs> Just in a, the most disgusting uh, ways, just really gross scenes of Bradley Cooper humiliating himself and her mm. publicly, and it gets really intense, really, really intense. Uh, way more than you would imagine this movie does. Seeing you know its glistening poster and 
knowing that it's based on this movie from the 30s and the 50s right. and the 70s and you know it's just like i don't know but uh it gets pretty fucking dark and i think it works so i i would recommend it cool. um you know it's, it's good it's good it's good what's his face shot it uh fucking Lubat libatique shot it matthew mm. libatique you know him right no i don't I, do i the guy no. who shot uh we've not met fuck <laughs> I to look this guy up no he's a he's a great cinematographer he did mm. um some other movies which are like, I'm about, I'm about like to they find do him. oh he did all he does all of uh, aronofsky stuff Black Swan, Pie, yeah. The Fountain, etc., etc. So he doesn't make very pretty movies. The Fountain is a very pretty movie. The Fountain is a very, I, very pretty I was, movie. I was baiting but... you. <laughs> okay, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But this is, uh, yeah, he shot Tigerland. So that gives you an example of how good his cinematography can be because Tigerland... If you recall, I actually listened to the uh, director's commentary once because I was a big Schumacher head when I was in high school. What a weird thing to be. I know, about. right? Let's keep let's move I, past that. I know. So I have a VHS copy of Flatliners. If you'd like it, no, I've never even seen Flatliners. But uh, <laughs> he uh, oh God. in Tigerland, he he talks about how uh, he and Libatique here had to. They shot this one scene, and they they said they shot it technically too dark. And everybody was telling me it was a mistake, but they were like, no, that's what we wanted to do. <laughs> like they just got like just barely like these like silhouettes of the actors and stuff. Right. Anyway, he's a good cinematographer. He shot Inside Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, check out A Star is Born if you're, uh, if you're I interested. Four hours one day. That's I'm not kidding. that long. Two and a half. It's two. I think it's 217 or something. Okay. It works though. Yeah. Uh, Sam Elliott. Okay, I will say this. I t- I told my wife this too. Uh, Sam Elliott is pushed to uh, places that he should not be pushed to as an actor. Like he has to emote a lot in the movie. Oh and boy! It's like it's Sam Elliott. Like he's just not, he should not see Sam Elliott crying. It's just bizarre, and uh, I don't think he he really pulls it off very well, to be honest. Mm. But this this there's scenes with between him and uh, he plays Bradley Cooper's brother, and the scenes between them are. Are are weirdly effective. I'm just not realizing that the ranch is something that you would probably watch. Me? Yeah. No, it is not. I mean, it's like a comedy, just like all the other no. sitcoms you watch. No. <laughs> no. I'm a, I'm actually a little offended <laughs> that you think I would watch the ranch. People like it. Rednecks like it. <laughs> Redneck conservatives, those people who Kevin lost for our our, our, our listenership, those are the kinds of uh, you know that's mongoloids who watch the, that kind of shit. No. They're you're discounting a lot of people that just sit on Netflix and watch whatever Netflix recommends to them. That is a Netflix original. That's fair, people, but you can't. Ima- a lot of people like it because they do that. That's fair, but you can't deny that the fan base for that show is conservative. I think it's meant to be conservative. Okay, but the people, yeah, those people you're talking about who watch whatever is, yeah, it's whatever comes on next, I'll watch it. They're not going around telling people how good the ranch is because they're embarrassed. Because <laughs> they watch a show with Sam Elliott and Nash and Kutcher where they're Trump supporters or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and a, and a rapist is on the first uh, two seasons. They know? didn't know. Well, they did. They he's, been, he's been accused for a while, yeah. actually. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, the ranch blows. Please Wait, don't so think I watch the ranch. 
Have you seen some of the ranch? Though? I watched the first uh, like six minutes of the first episode, I think. You gave it a chance. No, I didn't give it a chance. No, 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 no. Here's why I watched it. I heard that they cursed in it. And I was like, I, I want to see what that's like. It's like a multi-camera uh, sitcom where they use the F word. And it was weird. And I turned it off after I heard <laughs> Sam Elliott say motherfucker or whatever the first time. I turned it off because I was like, this is not funny. It's not interesting. I'm good. I'm done. All I wanted to hear was the F word. I hate Ashton Kutcher. I don't really like Sam Elliott very much. He's all right. He's good in Roadhouse. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's good in the right places. Exactly. Yeah. You have to use him correctly. And that's what I'm saying about A Star is Born. I don't know that he's used perfectly in that movie. Uh, he's maybe a little, pushed a little bit too far. Fair enough. Gave it a four, though. It's a solid movie. I, I flirted with a four and a half, but uh, I feel very comfortable with the four that I gave it. So I finally get to talk about Mandy. Oh, Mandy! Nice. Yes, that was a very, good movie. very interesting movie. I think, like, I like, I think we talked about it la- last time. Like, I would have preferred if it had like actually been a you know like straight up urban fantasy where like, yes, we're technically in the real world, but there are elements of otherworldly stuff going on that are coming into this world. Because, like, spoilers. Um, I was not crazy about the fact that, like... So, like... Um, so you have, like, they're, they live by sil- the Silver Lake. Yeah. And not Silver Lake. Was it... Uh, you're thinking of that movie that's, that's coming a, out. Yeah. That's an Andrew Garfield movie. Right. They live next to that lake from Friday the 13th. Right. The, that, that lake. Yeah. Um, and then, like, so what's-his-face blows the horn of Abraxas. <laughs> yeah. And, Fucking A, the horn yeah. of Abraxas. And then, like, so... Crystal these, Lake. Crystal Lake. That's it. Yes. So blows the horn of Abraxas, and then these bikers show up who are basically Cenobites from the Hellraiser universe. Right. I and wish they were. Me too. Yeah. Biker like mice from Mars. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I, I agree with you. I wish it was. That was the reason I drank root beer and ate hot dogs for a long time. <laughs> I wish it was a supernatural situation. Yes. yes I, I as wish opposed it. to just crazy drugged out bikers. Yeah. And like, and yeah. So like the fact that they're all like, you know, like just have their brains blown out on LSD and that kind of thing. Because I think it would be just as interesting. I, I like the yeah, LSD yeah. angle of it. But like maybe the demons like LSD too, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like you know, like the LSD comes from a demon dimension. Or hey, wh- that's whatever. not bad. The demons make LSD. Yeah, that's good. And or and the like interdimensional beings. Yeah, <laughs> but like one of the things that confused me about about the movie the most was like, I'll suck your dick off. Oh, I love that. And like you both, like, like that? <laughs> it, it was just it wasn't. Come the, on, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the old the old woman tells him tell, tells Nick Cage that, and then the guy tells him that too, and it's like, it's like I don't remember the old woman it's like saying you, it. You guys are like sort of messing with like you know extra dimensional beings and like powers and stuff, and like you're just it's all just boils down to I'll suck your dick. Well, he's just a coward, though. I, I guess, yeah. but I I don't know. It felt like repetitive. Sure. Um. I only remember him saying it, so okay, yeah. and I loved it. When right, <laughs> I cracked up when he said. But yeah, it. <laughs> but like I love, I love, I loved the end where he's like crushing the dude's skull. Oh, I am your god now. Yeah. It's like that was the best moment of the movie. Amazing stuff. Um, but yes, I'm looking forward to seeing more from Panos. 
I'm probably going to watch Black Rainbow. Mm-hmm. And so... I just yeah, hope Nick Cage four, four does some five. more... Uh, I hope he works with him again. Mm. Or does some more stuff that's, uh, you know... Like, he seems like he's really in this one. Right, yeah. As opposed to some of this other stuff that he just kind of, like, like drive angry yeah. 3D or whatever. where he, he just kind of phones in a performance, you know? Yeah. That movie's great. So. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. That movie's great. William Fickner is so good at it. I can let you borrow the Blu-ray. All right, JR. Wait, what are we talking about? Drive Angry 3D. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have to borrow the Blu-ray from you. Okay. <laughs> I like William Fickner. Who doesn't like William? I'm just kidding. He's in Strange Days. He's good in Strange Days. He's good in Heat also. That's true. I actually really like the scene when... Uh, He's good in that first five minutes of Dark Knight. <clears throat> no, I don't like him in that, actually. Okay. <laughs> He's got that goofy, like, mob accent. In yeah, it. that's true. But I do like... I liked and, and Heat when uh, when De Niro talks to him on the phone, and he says... Uh, he goes, you know who I'm talking to? He goes, who? He goes, an empty telephone. And he hangs the phone up. It's very dark. And Fickner's like... Oh. He's like... He's super scared because he knows he's going to die. Yeah. Did... Did he get the Dark Knight job because of, of oh, Heat? Yeah. Probably. Oh, yeah. Nolan, okay. no, that's all Nolan is, is Heat. Like, all the Dark Knight trilogy is, is his reworking yeah. of Heat into superhero movies. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, and Especially it's like, Dark Knight. It's, like, painfully obvious if you yeah. if you watch Heat and then you watch... Watch Heat and then Dark watch Knight. that opening Dark Knight sequence with oh, even totally. the music that... Oh yeah, like, like, even, like, even the gun sounds. It's yeah. like straight. It's straight out of that scene where Val Kilmer is running down the street right. with a machine gun. Yeah, it's like it's, pretty much the same sounds. Nolan's a, a fucking joke. Dunkirk rules, though. Okay, let's. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to move on then to our deep dive, or because it's uh, we're we're done talking, right? <laughs> you got something uh, else? To Kevin's say, got yeah. several, and um, I got. I'll just say uh, before eighth grade is good. Oh, okay. okay. So go watch eighth grade. Three and a half. I will watch eighth grade. I've been meaning to. I've watched the Bo Burnham specials and they're uh, eh, whatever. But I, I do want to see it. Though. He's heard, not in it. I've heard good things about uh. it. I like his. I like his sense of. I like how like insane his sense of humor is. So I'm I'm looking forward to in it. In the uh, he got Anna Meredith to do the uh, score. I don't know and I is. didn't. I didn't know who she is. She's like a some indie electronic composer, and oh. it's mm. it's really cool. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, Kevin. Sorry. Uh, well, I'll just go through these really quickly. The Guardians of the Galaxy movies, they're okay. The Star Trek remakes, they're rather less okay, especially Star Trek Into Darkness is pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, the, yeah. the X-Men movies like Days of Future Past, those those are actually pretty good. Um, I really like Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy, like, they could have just made a movie with the two of them, and that would have been great. Uh, Logan is not as good as I remembered it. It's just, I mean, it's not bad, but it's not really good. It's more goofy in a lot of areas. Uh, Rogue One is fucking terrible. And, like, I I remember, like, first time around, one out of five, easy. And somehow it managed to, manages to be so much worse on a rewatch. Oh my God. Like, like offensively bad. Like, I'm just waiting for that last scene where Vader shows up and kills everybody. Like, that's literally the only, like, minute and a half that's worth watching. Mm. And uh, Hunt for the Wilder People by Taika Waititi. That's a nice, fun movie. I've heard good things about that. Um, all right. 
moving on to our deep dive then. The Crossing Guard. Let's do it. This is uh, my pick, The Crossing Guard from 95, directed by Sean Penn. It's his second directing. What's up? What's wrong? Number number what on your list? I don't remember. Fuck, man. I don't have my list. I thought, it was pretty high. I thought for sure you would have that ready. Like in the teens? No. I don't think it's in the teens. Like number, I think it was like number in, the, eight? in the 30s or something. Oh, okay. Uh, it's directed by Sean Penn. It's his second directorial effort after uh, the first movie that he made. I don't know what the fuck it's called. It's <laughs> not very good. Um, this movie was number 30 on my top okay. 50 of all time. And I will say after this rewatch, it stays number 30. It is uh, perfectly placed. And, uh nice. You know, those are my feel. You know my feelings about. It. I love it. I think it's great, uh, and I'll talk more about it as we progress. But what did you guys have you seen? You, neither of you have seen this before. No. Right? So, what did you guys think of the Crossing Guard? A bit long, mm-hmm. and meanders in a couple of places. Mm-hmm. Um, like especially like towards the end, the where like Nicholson is chasing uh, David Morse. Like, all right. Okay, come on. Like, let's get to the end of this movie. Mm. Like, not that I'm like, God, this movie sucks. Let's get to the end. But right. like, it's like, okay, y'all are just drawing this out like way too long now. It's, I, you know, I guess I'm, I'm loath to start with the chase because it's the end. But uh, I think it's, I thought it was hilarious that like David Morris, <laughs> he's like such a big guy yeah, he's out prison of prison. Jacked. Yeah, he's prison jacked, which means he's just like, a cardio averse power lifter. Yeah. And he can't run fast enough to get away from the fucking drunk senior <laughs> citizen. <laughs> They're both just like breathing heavily down the streets. Like they can't can't get away from each other. It was ridiculous. And and Nicholson had already been running for a while. Yeah. That's right. Before yeah. that he's running for right. the cops. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, guys, you gotta jog jog around the yard, you know? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I I but, like uh, the chase. <laughs> I didn't I'm not saying it's bad. I really like the um I mean in particular just like when he sh- when he actually does shoot at him. Yeah, and yeah. The, that whole sequence. I I like how drawn out that is like how they focus on him and then they draw the focus out on the gun and the gun fires in slow-mo and everything and all the guy when he falls as he's going over the fence and it looks like he breaks his fucking leg when he lands it's intense so intense i don't know how david morse did that but prison jacked yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) nicholson fucking rule i mean he rules in general but like that scene where he like wakes up from the nightmare and he calls Angelica Houston, like oh, yeah. fucking Christ, it's his Oscar scene. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, well, like that puts like every other like Oscar moment that's been broadcast on the Oscars to shame. I agree. He's very, he's very, yeah, uh, I mean, he's very real in that moment. Yeah, it's very raw, very real. Yeah, I, uh, I, I agree with that. It, but it took me maybe to that point to kind of get into Jack Nicholson's performance because this movie doesn't start with, but one of the first scenes is a fight between him and Angelica Houston. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Arguing about, I mean, he just straight up says, I'm going to go shoot this guy that killed our daughter and has been in prison for however long. And they get an argument about it because you know, that's insane. Shouldn't do that. Um, and there's the third, I mean, there's her, her new husband. Yeah. Yeah. Mix. Right. Right. So, yeah. But, 
this was like a like an overacting Olympic scene <laughs> where they're just like they they both just like shoot up to eleven sure. in a second yeah. and stay there for a while. And I was I was like as maybe I was just like, all right, I don't know these people well enough to accept the way that we're just shouting. It's just I, I hate it. I hated the scene. Mm. Hated the scene. Mm-hmm. Didn't hate other scenes nearly as much and once uh when Jack Nicholson's not doing that yelling, he was great. And Angelica Houston, when she was not yelling later in the movie, mm. was also very good. I, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I was going to say that this movie is obviously like a, it's like a melodrama. You know what I mean? It's like yes. they're so overly emotional. Every character is extremely emotional all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And uh, I will say that I think that that's less reflective of the actors and more of Sean Penn as a director. I think Sean Penn is an actor's director and he's so obsessed with acting that he just lets people do shit on the camera. And I feel like it feels like he lets that's not a good thing necessarily. I didn't say it was. I'm just talking. I'm talking about the movie. We're talking about the movie here, JR. Okay. Anyway, I feels like he leaves the camera rolling and does like 150 takes of a scene. And he's like, you know, let's just try it this way. You know, let's just just loose. Let's just do it. Dave, come over here. Jack, you stand right here. Just get to the scene. However you want to. However, what are you feeling? You know, it feels like it feels like he's an actor. So he has to coddle his actors and let them kind of feel the characters out. It probably took like eight years for them to fucking make this movie. But like. That's the way this movie this movie feels that way and the pledge feels the same way and his first movie feels the same way. It feels like he gets these actors in a room, these especially in his first film, uh The Indian Runner, he gets David Morse again and he's got Viggo Mortensen, this young ex, you know, intense Viggo Mortensen and uh it just feels like he just lets him ramble, you know, just like mm. do whatever you want and and he gets he gets what he thinks is good out of the scene and he edits it, he edits it together. But uh and I agree, it doesn't always work. No. And uh, and I think a better example of that, I don't think that's a good example, though. I think that's more of an example of Sean Penn being intimidated by his actors. And I was going to say, like, yeah, like you he's get, working with these legends. Yeah, you uh, get and he's a second time director. There. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he's like twenty five or whatever, thirty, whatever he was when he made this movie. But I think a better example of that of him just letting these um, actors um, kind of do whatever the fuck they want is. The scene where this is my least favorite scene in the movie, where David Morse comes to uh, Robin Wright's apartment and he's like out of breath for some reason, and then he t- asks her about grief. He's like, "What is grief? Define it." And she's like, "Let's dance," and they dance to Salt and Pepper. <laughs> and the scene before that, where that oh, asshole was like, <laughs> that douchebag was playing the acoustic guitar. I was like, "Shut the fuck." Okay, up. now we well, let's, let's hang on. Let's let's stay on this scene Robin first. Robin. Hang on, real, right, real quick, because right, I right. want to talk about that scene too. Okay, but like, yeah, that whole scene seems like it almost feels like they didn't even have a plan. That wasn't even in the script. Let's just shoot a scene where you come and try to get back with Robin Wright. And then it's like he comes and there's like there's no plan, so there are no lines. It's just like define grief, let's dance. <laughs> you know, it's just like it goes fucking nowhere. You know, David Morse is like, well, I don't know what to say, but I, <laughs> I know that one of the themes of this movie is, is grief. grief so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just talk about it. Let's just and, talk it out. And it ends yeah. with the the weird, like aggressive, almost violent, like when he like headlocks her. 
don't know if you remember that. Yeah, it's I do. Like, totally bizarre, and I just feel again, it feels like there's these two actors who have no direction, just playing the scene out as best they know how. Yeah, the the, the headlock hug was yeah, <laughs> so I was nervous for a second. It's like, where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> Am I, have I totally misread David Morse's character? Like, right. I thought he was supposed to be like this guy who's racked with guilt, and he's gonna be a good guy now. But now he's about to snap the neck of Robin Wright. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I think that that's uh, you know. But Kevin brings up the scene prior to that where he meets Robin Wright, where with the uh, the hippie guy who's like his yeah. buddy or whatever. And I'll be Tell honest in the in the joint. Did you get butt fucked? <laughs> oh my god! Okay, like, okay, hang on though. That scene though, the following scene where they're talking about these ridiculous, like high-minded concepts of things, you know, it's. Uh, I think I feel like it. You, you, tell me if you don't feel this way. I feel like it plays so incredibly authentically. Like it feels like such a genuine, stupid conversation that these yeah. people would be having late at night after they've been drinking and smoking Absolutely. weed or whatever. Yeah. And it feels like a Cassavetes film. And I think that that's exactly what Penn is trying to go for with the entire fucking thing. He's obviously obsessed with John Cassavetes. Uh, and it feels like he's that like in those scenes in particular where there's like at the first scene when, uh, when John Savage talks about his, uh, his brother who died or whatever. And they're in the grief counseling group. Like that just feels like yeah. all those like non-actors, like actually saying their actual grief. It all just feels like very extremely raw and his camera movements and everything just feel very reminiscent of, of Cassavetes. Yeah. I was kind of bummed that we didn't get more of John Savage. Oh, he's so he good. He was in so great scene. in that scene. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I really, I really love him. He's actually, I made a note about how good he is. Yeah. But, uh, he's always, it's just weird. He's like always like, uh, he's in do the right thing for like five seconds. Also, it's weird that he's in these yeah, little yeah. tiny cameo roles in these movies, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I think like, I don't know. Like, I like David Morse a lot as an actor, mm -hmm. but I really like. I really think the scenes with Nicholson are consistently the more interesting scenes. Oh yeah, sure. And like, I don't like. You know, he just. I mean, some of the scenes, like in the strip club, and when he's hanging out with that woman, or you know, he's uh, with Kari Wurr, and like those are kind of like, eh, eh, whatever. Love but, the scene when the girl sings in the song, though. I right. love that shit. <laughs> Freddie and me. Yeah. <laughs> I really do like it. I yeah. love a good song. <laughs> but that scene where the old lady is giving his clerk grief so in the good. jewelry store, so and good. he comes down like, <laughs> see this? Yeah, you're right. It's a perfect fucking seven. This looks like a six and a fucking half to, to you. you. <laughs> it was so good. He, he sucks her finger to yeah. put the ring. <laughs> so Nicholson. Just so yeah, it was great. <laughs> See, I, I have that down. Not the, the Nicholson part because that part is good. But before that, like where there, there's some just like writerly dialogue shit in here. Like. The did you get butt fuck thing, which is yeah, just yeah, like yeah. so. No, it's brutal. That's brutal. I, yeah, no, yeah. I, agree. I agree. And but then like, the old woman calls that guy a Jap fag. Yeah. And I was like, Come seems on. pretty aggressive. All out of yeah, nowhere. To, like, yeah, just like so, yeah, go yeah. racist and homophobe in the same sentence. Right. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. So so to me, Nicholson comes in and saves it. I know the same person wrote the scene, but I just uh, it was just it, yeah yeah it turned me off. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Oh, and like the yeah. Sorry, no. While I'm on that train, please. The woman on the bus that talks to David Morse. Oh right, okay. yeah. Okay. Same same okay. thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to get on the bus. Does this a, bus? I have a disability. Like when she says, uh, "Does this bus go 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 back okay. to wherever?" and he's he's like, "I don't know." He goes, "Do you go back to wherever?" <laughs> <laughs> it's very like surreal. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand those moments either. It, it reminds me of um. Uh, it, those those moments along with the score to this film remind me a lot of David Lynch like like I can see the that. score is so especially when it gets orchestral at the end it's like nah, 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 nah. you know whenever they're like uh and the stuff with like all the bonding. Sax- saxophones yeah it's very during it's, the chase scene it feels very lynchish uh but I don't I, and I don't have a problem with that I think I think it all works I, I really like the score actually I think Jack Nietzsche is a good composer and uh, I did get talked all about a lot but uh I like the score I just um you know a scene like that where these these weird like over emotional scenes with David Morse like when he goes to talk to his parents and he's like yeah. I love you guys yeah yeah even more than just my parents you guys stuck by me and they're like we love you where are your parents and I I actually like their reaction more than I like what he's saying I'm not fond of but when they're like of course we love you where are your parents I'm like that's good stuff I like yeah, that. yeah. I like how like just simple it is for them it, yeah there's. I'm 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 at a loss. Sorry. <laughs> there's I, f- I find there's very little subtlety in this movie, and I know, like, almost saying it's a melodrama is almost like a defense of, of why you know it, we are supposed to have these big, loud, emotional moments. And the word melodrama is not a bad word, and emotional moments are not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But it, it it at times felt to me like I, I wish we could pull back on some of the the emotional exposition. But see, that's what I I, I agree. I, I agree. I think there's a better movie. I think he probably shot a better movie than what he put together. Right. And I think that it's another thing. It's it's probably like he's probably shot, you know, a million feet of film and then was like, these moments are so good where Nicholson's screaming and then Jack, oh, I got to put that in. And he probably left the subtle shit on the floor because he's like, this is so good. Oh, my God. I'm an actor. These guys are my heroes. Right. You know what I mean? But to me... Uh, maybe it's just my history with the film. I've seen the movie a lot, and I just I just really really like it. I just really like all the. I think Nicholson is his most ornery like that he's ever been. He's so like aggressively miserable and angry throughout the entire film. I think he laughs once in the whole movie. He laughs at one of the jokes from the stand up guy. Yeah, in the, in the club. Right. And uh, I mean, he, he has fun like once when he dances with the girl. It's like he literally is just he's so angry and miserable. He's and it, not even. I don't know why the girls elect to go oh i know right why do they like him i love that scene too i love all the stuff with him and that one stripper who thinks that they're like dating for some reason right and and she's like i thought we're going along because i don't know whoever wants to go let's let's go to the car let's go (laughs) we can't do it in the restaurant (laughs) and i like i love the uh scene when he comes back from going to the mexican hooker place or whatever and uh she starts she's talking to him about their relationship and he just falls asleep yeah <laughs> so oh man he's he's such an asshole it's it's great it's really fucking great yeah but uh yeah the salt and pepper scene was brutal i can't but again yeah. it's like you have to think about the context of that even it's it's uh, i don't know when sean penn met robin right but they were married at one point right i mean yeah, so yeah. it's like she was robin were they Wright already Penn. married I don't okay. know. I don't know. She's credited as Robin Wright in this. So, so I think they probably met like on this after maybe. This but or, yeah. It's like, 
he's clearly uh, like a scene like that where she's dancing <laughs> like that, that. That really is like the thing that bothers me the most about it is her dancing in that scene. <laughs> that scene in general is just I don't yeah. like it. But uh, other than that, I think Robin Wright's fine in the movie. Yeah. I've never been a huge fan of hers, but she's fine in it. Yeah. I really uh, I think, you know, obviously it's it's the Nicholson show, you know. Yeah. yeah. You're not watching it for anybody else. I think that the I don't know how did you guys watch this? I I have a DVD of it. I started on iTunes and that was a mistake because hmm. like it was like lagging and the the soundtrack was off. So then I was like, "Hang on, let me check Amazon." And thankfully, Amazon saved the day. Nice, but you paid yeah. for it twice then. Basically, yes. Brutal, man. I would write to iTunes about that one. Jr., how'd you watch it? They were dating already. Sorry. Jr. <laughs> uh, answers the important questions. I, 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 sorry. I uh, rented it on Amazon. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I have the DVD, and the DVD is fucking terrible. Like it's uh, cropped. Like so, when you watch it on a TV, it's like this big on the big TV, and it's even like that on my laptop. Like I watched the rest of it on my laptop today, on a uh, like external drive, and it was like small on my laptop screen, and the its picture Ouch. is terrible. And it just, it desperately needs a Blu-ray. Mm. And the features are awful, too. There's a commentary track, but it's, like, spliced together from a bunch of different people, which I fucking hate. Yeah. Um, so no no one likes this movie. Or no one cares about oh, this movie. I like it. I care That's, about Yeah, sorry. And I, it, yeah, it I, it's seem, not it talked about. It seems like it's yeah. a forgotten. It definitely yeah, is yeah. forgotten. Or, yeah. yeah. I think Sean Penn, uh, but, I mean, to be fair, Sean Penn's entire directorial career, except for Into the Wild, is forgotten, so. It, and it almost seems like Into the Wild. No one that came out in it a year a, with so many good things that it doesn't. When it like, came out, though, about. people talked about. It. I mean, how how Hallbrook or whatever got the Oscar nomination? I remember was that it, was a big deal. Was it a Best Picture nominee? I doubt it, but it might have been. Let me check. Uh, but I mean, like the, he made the pledge after this, and uh, I don't like the pledge as much. But I do think that Nicholson puts in quite a good kind of paranoid old man performance in it. And uh, I'll be right back. I don't know. Have you seen the pledge? No, I I think I've I've seen Into the Wild and the uh, the Tim Robbins one. Oh, the Tim Robbins one, which is called what? Starts with an M, right? I don't know. What is it called? What the fuck are we talking about? You know, like where the Sean Penn's kid is kidnapped and people start blaming Tim Robbins. Oh, that's that's not a Sean Penn movie. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. It's directed by Mark Pellington. It's called Arlington Road. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. What are you talking about? That's Tim Robbins and Jeff Bridges, too. That's not... Oh, but I'm talking about a Clint Eastwood movie. I just realized. Oh, what movie? I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, no, I've only We're seen on Into the Wild. We're on a God damn. For a second, I thought you were talking about Sweet and Low Down, and I was like, that's a Woody Allen movie. Pretty sure. I'm talking about a movie that was such a big deal when it came out. That I can't remember it. I don't know what movie. You're Mystic talking. fucking. Oh, River. Mystic River. Jesus fuck. <laughs> yeah, we are dumb. That is <laughs> Mystic River. Obviously, yes. Um, did you like Mystic River? Are you no, a fan of that? Sorry. I hate it. Yeah, I fucking this is hate not it. a good movie. It is horrible. People love that shit too, man. That was that won all kinds of stuff. People don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, I was not a fan of that. Uh, trying to see what else here we go directing yeah that's it and they did that movie the last face a couple of years ago with javier bardem and uh 
what's her face Charlie Theron. That was supposedly terrible. Yeah, I heard it was really bad, but I don't know. The pledge, I would say, if you're gonna, if you, if you do want to check out anything else, the pledge is probably the only other thing worth looking at. I mean, it's, it's got Tom Noonan in it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm down for a good Aaron Eckhart performance. Yeah, <laughs> he's barely in it, but he, yeah, but uh, it's it's pretty good. He's like a cop in the in Alaska, and uh, there's a murder, and they think that they peg it on Benicio del Toro, and uh, there's some insane violence and then there's like he thinks that they accused the wrong person the killer's still out there so he's like paranoid and he retires and he thinks the killer's like after him or something it's it's pretty i don't know it's all right so let's go back to the crossing guard sure so i forgot we were talking about that movie it's okay um the ending yeah the chase the chase ends at the graveyard which person i think that's brilliant personally i love the idea that they've been building this up the whole time where like like i think that's good about the script is that just plot wise he has never been to the 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 grave Mm. right and angelica houston calls him on that i love that part too where she's like what color is it what's on the gravestone he's just like (laughs) you know like he knows he's been had and uh and i love that they show that uh they they show it's just so i don't know they show that David Morris knows where the gravestone is. You know, they show yeah. that before because he goes and visits. That's a good scene. Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, like he he really thinks about like, do I walk up? Do I go? Exactly. And then he's like, no. Yeah, I'm gonna walk away. There's yeah. gonna be like good scene of me walking with the flowers in the foreground. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks, I just I like us. I like the idea of him of him. I actually find that the ending very emotionally affecting. Like I watched that last five minutes right after the bell rang. I look at my laptop i was like i gotta finish the fucking movie so i was like yeah. and i honestly like i get like a little like a little water forming in my eyes there especially when he's like talking to the grave and he's saying oh, yeah. uh, you know your dad's coming i need your help like that's that's good stuff i'm sorry yeah. like, that really works and it's like he's that's a smart move on his part i'll take him here and hopefully he'll have some kind of catharsis and not want to kill me so i couldn't right i couldn't decide how in, intentional he had been in getting there mm. But I assume he was intentional. I mean, he went right to it. <laughs> I mean, he went right to it after like a forty-minute chase. Well, he probably lives. He probably doesn't live right next door to the graveyard, Jr. No, right. <laughs> but you, like, you think what he like, got on the bus? Like, this is what I'm doing when I get oh, on the bus. Oh, the bus. Yeah, I don't. Uh, no, I don't think so. He probably got off the bus and was like, "Oh, I'm near the graveyard. I'll go to the <laughs> yeah. I'll go, I'll go to the headstone." I really think that whole scene works, though, and I think it's very. Uh, I think it's a good way to end it, and I like the whole like them holding hands and everything. Mm. It's just good. I like that shit a lot. Yeah. I really, it ends it on a very strong note for me. So yeah, I mean, I like David Morse a lot. I think he's got some weird moments in this, but. Overall, he's really good. It makes yeah. me really want to rewatch uh, Dancer in the Dark because I've been meaning to for a long time. Mm. And it, that's the movie that made me like him in the first place because I remember disliking him just based on, like, I remember, like, having a problem with just the way he looked. I was like, I don't like the way this guy looks. <laughs> you know when you're a kid and you just, like, I don't, don't like, like, I don't like people certain... taller than me. Exactly. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember seeing him in, like, he's a, one of the villains in The Long Kiss Goodnight, the Gina Davis action movie. And I remember hating him in that. Just like, I don't like this guy. This guy's, like, I don't know, just weird looking. I don't like his voice and, you know. <laughs> But then I saw him in Dancer in the Dark, and I was like, oh, he's really good. And I think the first thing this. I saw him in was The Rock. Oh, yeah. I probably did see him in The Rock technically. Like, Well, I mean, yeah, but I see I, he, that would have been one of the ones that I didn't like him in. Yeah, yeah. I'd have been like, Ed Harris rules. Who the fuck is this guy? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and the rock is trash but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh well uh i mean I'm, i i'm satisfied you know you guys hate it i love it uh i'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five i did give it a four and a half out of five it's on letterbox right now what are you guys uh thinking i'm gonna go four hey i'm gonna go two and a half fuck you jr yep no, i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just a beacon of negativity you really are man yeah sorry Ouch. guys this is Sean Penn's best movie. Sorry. Um, all right. Best. Well, uh, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I was about to say best directing. Best directing. Acting. Best directing. But he's not in it. I'm, I'm trying to think of, of of movies that he's acted in that are better to me. And uh, there are a few. Fast Times. No. Thin, <laughs> thin Red Line. Things like that. I mean, uh, it's obviously better. And uh, I really like his performance in uh, Casualties of War. It's like, is he good? Is he even good? <laughs> Would Have you, you seen Mr. River uh, as an actor? Um, yeah. <laughs> he's a good actor. I think. Do you think he's a good actor? I uh, sometimes I think about Mr. River and I'm like, no, he's not a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> he's really not a good actor. What? But, a, uh, but then you think of Milk and you're like, oh, this guy is transformative. Right? He's good in Milk. Yeah, he's yeah. good. He no, he's a good actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. He's good. Yeah. It almost pains me to. I say just that, hate him. Good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm with you there. Like he is such a uh, obnoxious personality, yeah. kind of. But yeah, yeah. I hate the fact that he's like, like, like I watched the interviews on the Indian runner Blu-ray, which is uh, twilight time. So it's like their new interviews and oh. he's all old and still smoking. It's just like, <laughs> and he's just like, it's just so aggressive. It's just like, dude, you're like, it's 2018. You're smoking cigarettes on this. It's just so, it's so bizarre. I don't know. I hear a lot of people still smoke cigarettes. Do they? <laughs> Those uh, truth ads haven't gotten them yet. Uh, so that's going to be it for our episode. Uh, Except, right. Oh, except for what? What? JR, I believe you have something to tell us. What is JR? What, what do I have to tell you? The next pick for next week. Oh. Is it JR's pick? <laughs> it yeah. It is JR's pick, yeah. Why is that? I made the pick for this week. It goes this way? And we well, sit, it, in, it we had... sit in a different order now. No, but we sit in the same order except they're changed. Oh, it, go, it does go clockwise, huh? It's or, definitely, yeah, like counterclockwise. There have definitely been three movies since... The, uh, oh, the train movie. Yeah, okay, yeah. solid, solid stuff. Then I'm sorry. I was about to say what Jonathan's pick was. Jonathan thought it was his pick. Well, Jonathan is a greedy asshole. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, it's uh, it's going to be John's pick for next week. Jr.'s pick for next week. Jr. What should we watch? What should we watch? Oh, what well, the Denis films? Pick maybe? a pick a number one through uh, <laughs> one through one through one hundred seventy. One hundred seventy. You too. Okay. <laughs> You have to pick uh, a number two, Kevin. Yeah, you. <laughs> All right, I picked my number. No, pick it and pick say it. it. He, he already said the number. Well, he picked 170, <laughs> which is a funny one. He's trying to choose off of a list. Yeah. All right, uh, four, <laughs> 42. 42. Mr. Douglas Adams over here. That's right. All right, uh, we're going to go with 42. <laughs> which is? We're watching Crank. <laughs> Crank, Jaden Statham's Statham film, finest hour. Okay, okay, Crank. okay. You would not have been happy with your number. What was my number? Youth without youth. I I love youth without youth. Oh really? Yeah, I, I own it on Blu-ray. Okay, well, sorry. Maybe next time. Couple of rules, man. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? What? Crank? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Crank? Yes. Have you seen Crank? No. Oh yeah, Crank. If I had seen it, it would be a no then, right? 
What? If I had seen it, you would say you would choose something else. Have you seen Youth Without Youth? No. Youth Without Youth. How about you, Jonathan? I... I would choose Crank over Youth Without Youth only I because think we should do Crank. Only because yeah. isn't Crank like eighty nine minutes or something? Yeah. I mean, let's just, <laughs> look, let's just like get a little blast of energy in here. I'm good with that. I'm solid <laughs> with that. Okay, so All next right. week we're going to be watching Crank. It'll be a short episode, which is directed by the the Neville brothers or something. Neville, Neville Dean, Dean Taylor. Taylor, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and not the Neville brothers, not Aaron Neville. Neville Dean, <laughs> Neville Dean slash Taylor. Right. Um, no first names. Write to us at feedback at filmyakpodcast.com. Visit our website at filmyak.podient.co. And uh, thanks for listening, and until next time, we'll uh, see you guys later. This night I dream, sky went black. You were drifting down, couldn't get back.